Crossing family, are you good? Man, I hope so. I am so excited to be with you guys this weekend. We have an incredible thing planned for you. I told you at the very beginning of this sermon series that at the towards the end of it, we are going to bring in one of our dear friends to talk to you guys for two weeks. And whether you're joining here at 48th Street, one of our different locations, or online, I am so excited to have, to have Dr. Wes Beavis with us this weekend. Fun fact, through our partnership with the Solomon Foundation, during the pandemic, we uh, had a, met with pastors all across the country every single Tuesday. And the first thing that the Solomon Foundation did is they put Dr. Wes on retainer to help pastors navigate the stresses of leading through a challenging season. And he meets with pastors all across the country and helps them uh, try and navigate the weeds in their garden. In fact, here at The Crossing, we've, spent, uh, we've sent between 10 and 15% of our own staff to go and get some help. Because even when you're super spiritual, you could still have some weeds in your garden. And so, uh, Crossing family, I cannot wait for you to be blessed this weekend and next weekend. So would you please give a warm crossing welcome to our friend, Dr. Wes Beavis. Oh, man. Get him. Thank you so much. It is so good to be at the crossing. Well, not only am I a doctor of clinical psychology, but I have been for decades a pastor. And I love to stand at the nexus of faith, and science. And especially now because we live in a culture which says that if you're a Christian, you are anti-science. And particularly for the young people in the house, I want you to know that is an absolute lie. Christians make great scientists. And tonight, I want to bring a message to you that is going to incorporate some scientific research, but it's also going to reveal just how wonderful God has made you. And you are going to be encouraged, and you're going to be encouraged to pull even closer to Jesus, knowing just how good He has made you. My scripture reading tonight comes from Psalm 139. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me stop right there. Fearfully, you know, sometimes we get the impression just reading that word at face value that, that God is in heaven going, oh my goodness, I hope this works out. I'm kind of scared of this one. Clayton Hensel, you know, I just, boy, I, you know, a bit risky this one. Um, no, that's not what the Bible is talking about. Fearfully, the way the Bible defines it, is made with reverence and awe. Now, being an Australian, we say awe just like that. So on the count of three, I want you to say awe in Australian, all right? So God has made us with reverence and one, two, three. Ah, you are awesome yourselves. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I want to tell you a story of something that happened to a friend of my wife, Ellie, and myself. Her name is Ann Yella. And Ann and her friend, Debbie Nichols, on this one day in Southern California, Whiting Ranch, they're avid mountain bikers, they decided to go for a mountain bike ride. And as Ann was relaying her experience to me, 
She said, I was ahead of Debbie by some distance, and as I came down this hill, I startled something, and I noticed something reddish, brownish in my peripheral vision, and I thought I had startled a deer. But she said, moments later, I realized this was no deer. It was a mountain lion, and it pounced on me, knocking me so hard off my bike, it grabbed me by the left side of my face and started dragging me down into a ravine. And in that moment, I was in the fight for my life. Debbie Nichols came just nanoseconds after. She saw what was happening, and she went down into the ravine and grabbed Anne's ankle and started pulling her up the ravine. Now, these girls were, you know, very fit girls, slight girls. Um, you know, I would say around 115 pounds. And this mountain lion was way in excess of that. So here's Debbie Nichols pulling Anne up, yelling at the top of her lungs, Anne, I am not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. And she's pulling Anne up by her ankle, pulling both Anne and the mountain lion. My question is, how does a 115-pound woman able to do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because in that moment, God released something that he has designed within us called a hormone called adrenaline. And what adrenaline done is, is, is shocks our, our muscles into action. And then followed by adrenaline is a hormone called cortisol. And that is known as the stress hormone. And that is released by our adrenal glands into our system to help, to help us harness our energy and stay focused very much on the task at hand. And so it can give us what seems supernatural strength, but it happens that way because that's the way God has designed us. Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so... Something happened in that moment as Debbie's trying to drag this, this mountain lion and her friend Anne up the ravine, and it was a hopelessly lopsided battle. But the mountain lion was winning. But then the mountain lion backed itself into a tree at the very same time that some other mountain bikers came along, saw what was happening, and started picking up rocks and throwing and screaming to startle the mountain lion. It released its grip. And the only reason that Anne was not instantly killed was when she fell off that bike. Her helmet skewed off her head, protecting her neck. And so the, the mountain lion was trying to, to, to get a purchase on her neck to snap her neck, but the, the, the helmet was stopping it from doing so. And eventually the mountain lion released its grip. Somebody called 911. There was an emergency helicopter that came in, a medical flight, and then there was uh, medics and paramedics and, and firemen, and uh, Anne said, I noticed one thing before I blacked out. I looked at the paramedic's hand, trying to put an intravenous needle in my arm, and his hand was shaking so much because the mountain lion was about 15 feet away, waiting for another opportunity, and then she blacked out. 
They were able to survive that because God put within them something that God has put within us. Some hormones, some brain chemicals that help us to perform under strenuous circumstances. I always have to put this slide in here because I forget to give the back of the story. Anne survived. That's my wife, Ellie, to the right of Anne. She went on to recover. She had countless surgeries, and she's an amazing believer in Jesus, and she has gone on to tell her story a myriad of times. And so just want to let you know, Anne is alive and well, and she lived to tell praise God. Okay, so... Let me, let me take, some, take you on a little bit of scientific journey. I'm not going to drag you into the weeds. There, there are our adrenal glands. It's placed on top of our kidneys, which is right in the middle of our back. And our adrenal glands, when, under, uh, when we're under stress, our adrenal glands release chemicals that fuel certain functions. And that is to help us focus. And so what it does is it turns sugar and fat into energy. It also improves the ability of your body and brain to use that energy. And all this happens in nanoseconds. Why? Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What cortisol also does is it suppresses some biological functions that are less important during stress. Some of those biological functions are digestion. Now, you know, if... Guys, if we're out there being chased by a bear, we're not thinking, well, I'm kind of hungry right now. You know, I should have eaten that sandwich. No. All, all the energy is taken from our digestive system at, and redeployed where it's needed the most. Another section of our lives, our anatomy that shuts down in that moment, is our reproductive system. And so it's probably one of the only times in the life of a, a good and godly married man that we're not, and even some adolescent boys, that we're not thinking about sex. But sex is okay. That's the way God has wired us, and particularly men. There's a few wives in the house that are going, honey, maybe we need to get a pet bear. So, <laughs> But there's, there's, another, there's another chemical that our adrenal glands secrete called dehydroepiandrosterone. Let's everybody say that on the count of three. One, two, three. Dehydroepiandrosterone. And that's why they call it DHEA for short. And de dehydroepiandrosterone is a neuro, neurosteroid hormone that helps your brain to grow. And it helps us to grow in response to stressful situations. So we're talking about mental health. And so depression, anxiety, and a myriad of other psychological uh, um, dilemmas, that we, challenges that we might face, could be all under the umbrella of stress. And so... Dehydroepiandrosterone has been put in us by God to perform a certain function to help our brains to grow. Now, I'm going to ask uh, Corey. Corey, come on up here because I want to get your help here. Corey, I, I, I have, I've noticed your physique. I know these guns. Were you born with these? 
Come on, man. I'm they, were just, they were just formed. They were, I'm telling you, I'm a bit jealous of what you've got going on there. Thank you. How, how, how do you get those? Lots of hard work in the gym. Lots of hard work. Lots. Uh, so let me, t- let me get this straight. I mean, is it fun being in the gym, kind of working your muscles like that? I mean. Depends on the day. All right. Depends on the workout. All right. But mostly no. Mo- that's right. Because it, it actually feels much better to be sitting on the couch eating some Doritos followed by some Ben and Jerry's ice cream, right? Mm, cereal, but yes. Yes. Whole <laughs> yes. cereal would be better, but yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, so you're in the gym and you're working your muscles, you're working these guns. Yep. And, um, you know, like how, those guns just kind of naturally form because you go into the gym or, you know, is it something that you subject your muscles to that make them like that? Yes. So there is a lot, a lot of hard work that goes in the gym. All right. Uh, and I, I, there's a lot of stories on there, but I actually overexerted myself because of a particular workout because I wanted to, this physique it doesn't just happen by accident, Here we go, man. It just, it hear it. That's a testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, it just, do you think Shout this Shout out happened? to my wife. <laughs> so, um, so I've heard that uh, the day after a really strenuous workout, when you've just been pumping a lot of iron, that the next day your muscles are hurting. Yep. And uh, Why is that? Well, I can tell you what it feels like. It feels like there's just some muscles just ripping apart. That's what they feel like. Okay. Like right now, I worked out a couple days ago. Two days later is always the worst day. Right now, it feels like my muscles are currently ripping. Right. And, and that's because they, when you were in the gym, you, you actually did stress your muscles to the point where you caused little rips, little micro tears in your muscle. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would assume. You're the doctor. You well, tell me. That, I'm telling that you, the... that's, that's what happens. Okay. You put your muscles under stress. It creates little micro tears. And then, then afterwards... You're, there's a hormone in your body called testosterone, okay. which helps rebuild your muscles, and you end up with guns like that. Like I'm this, telling you, huh? you never thought that <laughs> Jesus would be able to use those in, in, to demonstrate an, a spiritual issue. But you could tell you, it was hard finding a guy to do this. That they brought no, a guy like true. me to that's show true. muscles. That's true. You are you are a red brick. I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> I, thank Corey. You're a good sport. So, just as testosterone helps your muscles to repair after you've put the muscles under stress, dehydroepiandrosterone causes your brain to repair, and not only that, causes neurogenesis. That means the formation of new brain cells. So, stress, in, res- in, in response to stress, dehydroepiandrosterone can be released into your system, and it can cause new brain cells to grow. See... For a long time, there was this belief that the amount of brain cells that you were born with, that's all you got. And you spent your lifetime basically burning those brain cells out. But what we've discovered, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made, God is releasing this dehydroepiandrosterone in response to the way we respond to stress all the time. So in the week leading up to the time that Jesus calls us home, we can be experiencing new brain cells being generated in our bodies. It's quite exciting, I tell you. So which is better? So we've got two chemicals here, both release uh, excreted from the adrenal glands, cortisol and DHEA. Well, you know, we're probably thinking, well, 
you know, dehydroepiandrosterone, I want more brain. Neither are better. They are purpose-driven chemicals. They are specific for whatever you're facing. So if you're being chased by a, lice, lion, uh, by a bear or, uh, or being attacked by a lion, then cortisol is what you want in your system. What scientific research has discovered is it's the ratio that's important. Higher ratio of cortisol is associated. So if, if, you're, if you've got a lot of cortisol running through your system and not much dehydroepiandrosterone, that is associated with harm to your immune function. And it's also been associated with depression. Now, this is the interesting thing. We've just been through a global panic, pandemic, and I know that there's a, a, a section of society that, that you know, is, is vested in keeping that going. And what was happening during that time? We, we were fearful. And there was, a lot of, there was a lot of media activity pumping us with, with fearful data. And, and this is where, you know, they're just following the science, folks. They're not following the science. If they were following the complete science, they would realize the more they are pumping society with fear, the more that the immune system is being suppressed, the more that we become the more that pathogens out there can invade our bodies and make us sick. My son is a medical doctor, and he said, Dad, these are called opportunistic pathogens. That's when our immune system, because we've got pathogens all around us all the time, and our immune system, generally when it's high, it fights them off all the time. But when our immune system is depressed, then we become more susceptible to catch whatever is going around. So if you're high in cortisol and low in dehydroepiandrosterone, then your immune function is somewhat compromised and you also can be predisposed to depression. Now, if you flip that and you have high dehydroepiandrosterone and low cortisol, that has been associated with reduced anxiety, reduced depression, reduced heart disease, and reduced brain cell deterioration. So, what we want most of the time is to have our system set up where we are high in dehydroepiandrosterone and low in cortisol. Now, there are specific times where that needs to be flipped, when, we, when our lives are under threat in very, very unusual circumstances. But for the majority of time, this is where God wants us to be. High in dehydroepiandrosterone, low in cortisol. And they call that the growth index. And who do I mean by they call that? This research comes out of Stanford University, led by Dr. Kelly McGonigal, PhD, who has a great research team. And they have termed when you've got high dehydroepiandrosterone in your system and low cortisol, they call that the growth index. Why? Because when you're in that configuration, you've got greater persistence, you've got greater resilience, you, you're able to perform at higher levels, you've got greater focus, superior problem-solving skills. It's like, that's the configuration we want to be most of the time because we are going to be less susceptible to mental health struggles when we're in that configuration. So, the question is, and let's all ask this question together, shall we? How do you activate the growth index? And this is how. 
change your view about stressful events. Change your view about stressful events. Let me, let me give you an example of that. There is a fear and worry view of a stressful event. And it can be vocalized in ways such as this. I can't handle this. This will do me in. I'm done. Another one is, oh, this will be the death of me. And so when you speak those words over your life, what you're doing is you're flipping from being high dehydroepiandrosterone to high cortisol. You're reinforcing the object of your fear. Now, a growth-oriented view of stressful events could be this. This looks like a setback, but God's going to use it to increase my resilience. And I can guarantee you, whatever stress you're facing, if you decide you're going to view the stress that way, wow, this looks like a setback, and I wish this didn't happen. And this is tough, but God's going to use it to increase my resilience. God's going to use it to help me become a better leader. God's going to use it to, to make me stronger. God's going to use this stressful situation in to uh, cause dehydroepiandrosterone to flood through my system, which will stimulate the formation of new brain cells. And then God's going to deploy those brain cells for His purpose. Doesn't that sound good? Here's, here's another way of a growth-oriented view of stressful events. I believe, regardless of what I face, God is with me, and He will bring good out of it. I believe, regardless of what I face, God is with me, and He will bring good out of it. Come on, church, stand with me. I believe, come on, let's stand together. And that's a great practice run. Now we're going to dig deep and we're going to give it all the gusto. So on the count of three, line by line, just speak it out like you believe it. All right. One, two, three. I believe regardless of what I face, God is with me and he will bring good out of it. Again, I believe regardless of what I face, God is with me and he will bring good out of it. Come on, I believe regardless of what I face, God is with me and he will bring good out of it. One more time, I believe regardless of what I face, God is with me and he will bring good out of it. Did you feel anything? Did you feel anything in your body when you're speaking that out? You got goosebumps. That's your body chemistry changing. That's dehydroepiandrosterone being released into your system. That is called having a growth-oriented view of stressful events. As a result of speaking that out when we're facing stress, when we're experiencing depression and anxiety and whatever has got us in the, wrapped around the axle in that moment, when you speak these words out, I believe regardless of what I face, God is with me and he will bring good out of it. And that's going to release chemicals in your body to be able to create new brain cells that God can deploy for his kingdom purposes. Does, doesn't that sound great? Awesome. Go ahead, relax. You've been fantastic. So the great thing is the Bible is full of promises of God. Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. When you speak that over your life, whatever stress, whatever depression, whatever anxiety you may be experiencing, you are releasing the right chemicals the way that God intended, the right ratio, lots of dehydroepiandrosterone, and you're keeping it the, the cortisol at bay. Another passage, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. When we speak that over our lives, it helps us to keep the ratio right of that neurosteroid that God puts within us. And in that ratio, you will have greater capacity for persistence in your ministry leadership, regardless of what you face, knowing that God's going to bring good out of it. You'll be more resilient. And I, you know, I've got to say, I think Christians can be the most resilient people on the planet because of, of the, the fact that we've got so many promises of God that helps us keep the ratio right. And we can turn off the news because we're going, you know, that is just going to suppress my immune system. That is just going to throw wood on the fire of my worry. I'm just going to speak the promises of God over my life. You have greater focus, superior problem-solving skills. It's much better to be in this orientation. Now, does it mean the, the other orientation where cortisol is high and dehydroepiandrosterone is low is the wrong? No, it's just wrong to be there all the time. And we live in a culture that wants us to be there all the time. You know, the media, I don't believe the media is necessarily nefarious. I think they're just business people. They just have, have picked up on the, the psychological, psychological orientation of humans that we are attracted to, to fearful events, unusual events, novel events. So they're pumping out stuff all the time to keep us. And, and, and here's the key. Whenever you read a headline, you know, some dramatic headline, if it's got the, the words may or could in it, that's a signal. Because this, this, this depression could be the worst thing that we've ever got. This whatever could be, maybe. That's, that's a sign. Just turn, it, turn, it, turn the volume down. Turn the news off. You're not buying into that. And this is where I love the, the intersection of God's word and scientific discovery. And before, before I share this point, I'm just going to hydrate for a moment. Right. <laughs> Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, for many, many years, decades of my life, I looked at this and I interpreted through a metaphorical lens. It's like, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. You know, your hearts, the core of, of your soul, your spirit, you know, the core of who you are, your hearts and your minds, your thinking process. Uh, he will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then I read the research that says 
when you have high dehydroepiandrosterone, when you get the ratio in the way that God intended the ratio to be most of the time, it is linked to reduced heart disease and reduced brain cell deterioration. In fact, when you get this ratio the way God intended it to be most of the time, you stimulate the formation, the birth, the beginning of new brain cells. And so I read that scripture differently. And I encourage you to read it differently too. Because it says, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will literally guard your hearts. People who have the ratio in the right way most of the time, it's been linked to less heart disease, reduced heart disease. And when you let the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it will guard your minds. It will literally guard your brain, your cognitive processes. When you get the ratio around the right way that God, that God intended most of the time, then that will guard your brain. And I'm telling you, as we discover more about Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's, I don't know about you, but I want my cognitive capacity to be guarded. And God's saying, you've got a part to play in all of this. Just make sure you keep the ratio the way I intended most of the time and use my scripture, use my words to help you stay there. Be people of, I believe, regardless of what I face, God is with me, and he will bring good out of it. I praise you because I am fearfully, and your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. We're moving in to a time of decision. You know, I did this on Thursday night. I want to do it with you guys uh, this morning. If you could just reach under your chairs, uh, grab a piece of paper and the pen that's located there. There's a quiz. I'm just kidding. There's not a quiz. You guys were reaching down. You're like, I felt like when I was listening to this sermon, there's some words thrown out there. There was some science thrown out there. and I, It took me back to high school science class. And I was like, is there a Scantron afterwards? Maybe I'll do that for second service and put a real quiz there. But listen, each and every single one of you, if you don't catch anything, I hope you catch this, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you would also take the truth that you are God's masterpiece. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which shows me and tells me that you were created on purpose as an individual and for a purpose, all of you in here. And, and it talks about, I mean, we're going to be dealing with stressful events. Those things are going to happen. Some of you are in the, the thick of it right now. You came into church and you have a, a life event happen or, or, or something was thrown at you or you're in a conflict right now. You're in a stressful event. And one of the things Dr. West said is 
man, you got to change your perspective. You got to change your way of thinking a little bit. Well, I would like you to consider this in this time of decision. Change your point of view. In order to do that, we need to go back to the beginning for some of us. So real quick, what I want to do in this moment is I want to talk to those of you who have started an intimate personal relationship with Jesus. You have declared that he is Lord and Savior of your life. You, you've stepped over the line. You, you got in that water and you were washed your sins away and you're walking in a new life in Christ. Right now, just, just you real quick. I need you to go back to the beginning. Change your perspective. I want you to go back to that moment where it happened. For some of you, it was, it was last week. You made that decision for Jesus for the first time. For, for some of you, it was a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago or, or last year. Or, man, it was right in the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe it was 20 years ago. I don't know what it was for you, but go back to that moment. Remember that moment. Remember when your heart was just so broken and you realized that you couldn't do it by yourself and that you needed a God who could save you, who could rescue you, who could take your place, who took your place on the cross. Maybe for you, you got on your knees and you prayed a prayer. You asked God to take over your life. Go back to the moment you got in that water, whether it was here, maybe it was, uh, for me, it was down in our gymnasium. It was up top through a window. We had our baptistry up there. I can go back to that moment. I can go back to walking out after youth group night at 17 years old, declaring Jesus Lord and Savior of my life and going out in the parking lot and, and just seeing all the stars in the sky. I was the last one to leave the parking lot, and I've never felt closer to the Lord than that night on February 17, 2006. It changed me because it went from a moment of trying to do life by myself to understanding that I have a God who created me to be fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, to know that I was his masterpiece, that he called me his son. Are you there? Can you go back to your moment? In this time, when, when the music starts, maybe for you, your response is just to come forward, to get on your knees and just reflect and give God thanks that he's brought that perspective back to you, that yes, life events are happening, conflicts are happening, stress is happening, but go back to the beginning and say, thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me. Thank you for saving me. And just worship him. For, for some of you, it's going to be on your knees. For some of you, it's going to be at your chairs, and you raise your hands in worship, and you just declare thanks to God. For the rest of you in this room, maybe you haven't had that moment yet. You, you, you can't go back to that moment because you've never stepped over the line. You, to be honest, you're, you're still trying to do it on your own. And you're tough. You may be strong. You may not be as fit as me, but you, you're strong. I'm telling you, you can't do it on your own. It's impossible. I, I just need to give you the end of the story. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own strength. And so in this moment, maybe today... This Sunday in September is the day that you come back to later in your life where your perspective changed, where you realize that you're not alone, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are his masterpiece. Listen, created in Christ Jesus. Today's the day you step over the line. Today's the day you get in that water and you say, it's not me. 
I lay my life down, and I come out of that grave just like Christ did because he rescued me on the cross. He paid the penalty of my sin, and I can live in freedom. I would ask that you would consider that in just a little bit. When the music starts and, and you've never made that decision, but today you want to do that, Brett Scharnhorst is going to be right there next to the baptistry today. And he would love to talk with you. I'm going to be right up there next to him because I think he's getting ready for a couple baptisms this morning. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to be alone. Listen, you won't be alone because there's baptisms happening this service where someone's saying, today's my day I go back to. Church, I pray that we're always a group of people that come in here and we learn, we take new things in, but then we put it into action. We walk out in faith. We walk out knowing that we are not alone, that Christ Jesus is with us, and he's got plans for our life. Let's consider that as you stand to your feet, and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I give you thanks and praise for the son of suffering. I give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus Christ, that because of him, man, our our weaknesses can be picked up. We can lean on Jesus. We can lean on him in these situations that we're going through, whether we, we just came out of a stressful event, whether we're in one or whether one's coming. We know it's coming, but God, I pray that we can, man, just change our mind, change our perspective. Let us go back to that moment where you rescued us and you saved us. Maybe encourage us through that. Lord, I pray for those who are walking in their own strength. I pray, God, today that you would just impress in their hearts that you have fearfully and wonderfully made them. You've created them in you. And I pray, Jesus, they have an experience where they just say, enough's enough. I'm not doing this on my own anymore. God, that they would respond during this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.